recently, I turned on my YouVersion Bible app reader and was listening to Psalms. And what struck me is that at the end of one Psalm, the psalmist is praising the Lord. But then at the very beginning of the next one, he's crying out, why have you not listen to me. Why have you left me? And it got me thinking how often we are putting things at the foot of the cross and rejoicing and trusting and living in expectancy of the Lord. And then yet we're picking it back up. And so this week's episode, I'm calling Surrender Like the Psalmist. Would you like some cheese with that wine? Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you want to ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. I joke about that cheese with the wine piece. If you have followed me for a little while, you know that I love tacos. You know that I love good cheese. I love red wine. And I can remember when my kids were little, when they would whine, I would say something like, do you want some cheese with that wine? And so as I was listening to this reading of Psalms, it got me thinking, isn't this psalmist, whether it's David or um, Asaph, quite the whiner, quite the whiner, right? And how often do we do that? There is a meme out right now. Well, it's it's a little bit older and it's uh, a famous singer kind of peeking around the corner of a wall saying, just me checking on you, Lord, that you were going to do what you said. And isn't that so often what we do? So often I'm finding myself saying, Lord, forgive me for picking back up what I have already laid at your feet. And I think at this time of year, I'm recording this just a couple of weeks before Christmas, we can tend to get in this place where we're listening to the world's roar of finishing strong. And I wonder how many of us are looking left and right, trapped in imposter syndrome, trapped in comparison, even what I would call coveting, coveting someone else's success, coveting someone else's progress, and in one breath rejoicing to the Lord, but then in the next breath wondering why XYZ hasn't happened for us. So I'm going to unpack some scripture for you today. As you know, I am not a biblical scholar, so my prayer is that I never take anything out of context. We're going to move around in Psalms a little bit, and then uh, we're going to finish up in 2 Corinthians. But here's what I want you to know about this. So 
in Psalms 59, verse 17, David is saying <clears throat> to you, oh, my strength, I will sing praises for God is my defense, God of my mercy. But in the very next Psalm, which is called an urgent prayer for the restored favor of God, verse one and two say, oh God, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displeased. Oh, restore us again. You have made the earth tremble. You have broken it. Heal its breaches for it is shaking. If we go to Psalm 68, now this is written by uh, Asaph, and we're going to go to verse 35, which says, Oh God, you are more awesome than your holy places. The God of Israel is who gives strength and power to his people. Blessed be God. But then in 69, it says an urgent plea for help and trouble. Save me, oh God. For the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I've come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. And then if we skip ahead to Psalm 73. So those Psalms that I just read you were David. This is Asap. And this just cracked me up when I read this. So Psalm 73 verses 22 through 28 I was so foolish and foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Just skipping ahead to verse 28. For it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. But then in the very next couple of verses in Psalm 74, which is titled a plea from oppressors. Oh God, why have you cast us off forever? Why does your anger smoke against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation, which you have purchased of old, the tribe of your inheritance, which you have redeemed this Mount Zion where you have dwelt. So again, what, what strikes me in all of this is David, a man after God's own heart, rejoiced and in the next moment was crying out. Asaph was rejoicing, acknowledging the awesomeness of God, and then crying out. And I wonder, my dear sister in Christ, how often you find yourself in that place and how often the enemy wants to worm his way in to say, oh, well, you must not be obedient. You must not be trusting. Listen, God knows our human nature. God allows adversity in our life so that we will come running back to him and say, Lord, hold me, put me in your grip. Friend, he has never left you nor forsaken you. But how often we seem to spiral in a, a wake of darkness, wondering what is happening in my business. I have a strategy day client who is having a really rough time right now. And her second half of 2023 is not looking anything like we had planned <laughs> at the beginning of 2023. And most certainly it looks nothing like the mid-year strategy day that we had together. And I said to her yesterday in a DM that there are seasons of pruning and there are seasons of waiting. And in those seasons, can we find 
where the Lord is working? Can we feel his arms wrapped around us? Because, you know, the enemy would want us to be discouraged. The enemy would want you to look at your 2023 and go, I don't even want to turn around and look at it because God forbid I would be like Lot's wife and turn into a pillar of salt because I looked behind me, right? But you have a rear view mirror for a reason. It helps you in driving forward to know what's behind you. But you're not supposed to dwell in that because you're not driving that way. And I don't know about you, but I am incredibly encouraged that these saints of the Bible have the same struggles that we have, right? That it is part of the human condition and part of sin from Adam's first sin. But the beauty of living with Jesus and the Holy Spirit indwelling us is that we are dead to sin and we have a choice and we can wallow and be drifting off course the way the enemy wants us to, the way that we sometimes let ourselves go, or we can look to the Lord who is our hope. Please hear me. This is not Pollyanna. I'm not diving into what's now being called toxic positivity. What I am telling you is that as daughter of the Most High King, you have hope in him and that you can be whining one minute and look to God and be rejoicing the next. So maybe pick up your favorite cheese and consider that a gift from God while you're whining, <laughs> right? God already knows this about you. And you know what, friend? Those things that you're lamenting over that are related to the desires that God's put in your heart. He wants you to continue to turn to him to drive your business forward. If you need help with that, please let me know. I'd love to chat with you about how I help my clients get all of that planned out so that they can step forward in what God has given them to do. So let's turn now over to Corinthians. So in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, even though we are caught up in the lamentation and the, uh, the whining, yet the inward man where the Holy Spirit dwells is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we don't look at things which are seen, but at things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. God's perspective is so much bigger than yours and mine. I often say he's ahead in chapter 22 of your story. You're in chapter 15 and you're wondering about what's coming, but he's already out there ahead of you. He observes things and issues and factors that we can't possibly see. So while you're in this season of waiting or pruning, or while you're feeling like you're coveting and stuck in comparison, God has a different perspective of what's happening. Maybe he's clearing some things off your plate for what he has coming for you in the new year. Have you sat down with him and asked him to give you that direction? He is producing in us qualities of endurance and perseverance. Because walking out our daily struggle in a broken world as followers of Christ is not easy. Nor is that easy when it comes to our business. But he is there for us. 
And he is, wants us to turn to him from the whining to the rejoicing. Now I'm going to take you to 2 Corinthians 10, 5. And it's, and I'm going to back up a little bit to 10, 3. So it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Paul talks so much about training our brain. And this is not just like positive thinking. This is not name it and claim it, law of attraction, what you think about, you bring about. But biblically, the truth is, is that our thoughts shape how we act in life. And our mind is the primary battlefield for the enemy. And you know the things that the enemy comes for. You know the buttons that he pushes in you. I know them in me. I know the buttons that he pushes. Am I bringing enough value to my clients? Am I charging enough? Oh, I charge too much. He does a lot of button pushing for me around money. How about you? If that sounds like you, shoot me a DM and let me know so we can pray over that together. But the point is, is that where we focus has ramifications on our life. And if we allow ourselves, again, to marinate in the whining or the wallowing or the coveting or the comparison, then that will shape our world versus allowing that emotion, but not making it a fact and instead turning to the Bible. The Bible is our fact. The Bible is our truth. And so friends, I want to leave you with one more thing in follow-up to last week's episode about obedience. I want to take you to Psalm 128. Uh, actually, I'm going to take you to Psalm 56 first. And this is a prayer for relief. And in verses three and four, it says, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? Friends, nothing we are facing is too much for our sovereign God. None of our whining surprises him or makes him angry. He already knows this about us and he already gives us a way out. And that is the hope that we have in Jesus. So now let me take you to Psalm 128. And this is what it says. Blessed are all who fear the Lord, who walk in obedience to him. You will eat the fruit of your labor. Blessings and prosperity will be yours. Friends, every week I remind you that God made you ambitious, but he did not make you to do business as usual. He already knows about your wine. <laughs> and if David wine, you can too. I don't want you to be discouraged in that. I, I want you to feel hopeful that and encouraged that sometimes you are going to have those whining moments, but the Lord is there. And if we will just turn and rejoice in him, he's always lifting us up. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Remember, friends, that in your ambition, God has purpose. He has given you an assignment, a mission in the marketplace. And I'll leave you again with this, uh, this thought that if you need help with that in 2024, if you need a 30,000-foot view of your business in a strategy day, or you need a coach to help you with accountability and, and strategy and focus, or you need a community 
to be surrounded by those Christian women in business, let's chat because I'd love to help you with that. Until next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth and turn up focus that you may walk out his assignment in building your kingdom business. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, my high achieving sister in Christ. I know that you have an established business and you've achieved six figures or higher in revenue and you're ready to refine and scale. And right now you're swimming in opportunities, overflowing with ideas and excited about the possibilities. But you're also overwhelmed thinking, how can I set a strategy when I'm in a productivity fog and I don't have time to waste on things that don't align to the vision and mission that God's given me? My client, Jen, felt this same way. Enter my focused and fruitful strategy day. With a full day of private coaching with me and my strategic mapping zone of genius, you'll be nourished with good food in a tranquil environment and celebrated at the end of the day, all in the beauty of my location in Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, or in your location. Jen said, my strategy day with Erin was just what I needed. She helped me look at my current services, dream about the future, and create a plan to grow and scale. Her giftedness as a faithful visionary with an understanding of day-to-day tactical tasks, along with financial projections and goals, is a magical combination that I've never seen before, especially from a firm foundation and faith. If you are ready to bring calm to the chaos before 2024 gets here and you're ready to tame the tornado and silence the squirrels, visit erinharrigan.com slash strategy day to schedule your day with me. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this message or the delivery of the strategy day. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 